Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 352, recorded on November 18th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss the Gaming Award nominations. League of Legends is partnering with Nintendo. Justin representing Nintendo Dads and taking on all challengers in the 2022 Super Smash tournaments. And just how much Japan loves Nintendo? We'll talk about that in a minute. Jesse, you know what to do. Folks, what is going on? Welcome to Nintendo Dads. Man, I am excited to be here. I am your host today, host with the most in the hot seat uh, here, Justin Masson, uh, running this ship, and I'm excited to be here with two of the coolest guys around on the internet. First, hitting the soundboard, making all the sweet bippity-boppity-boos going on the sounds, Mr. Jesse Waldak. Jesse, how are you, sir? Pretty good. Yeah, kind of a long work week, and I'm glad it's done, and I'm glad I have all next week off, so I don't have to work again until the 29th. Oh, wow. That is a nice time off then, hey? Yep. I'll be, be able to... There's put, get, try to try to get a few games in that I haven't had the time for. Yeah. At, and my son got finally got something that he's been trying to get for six years, mm. and hasn't been able to get it until now. What's that? He, he got his learner's permit. Oh, congratulations to Matthew. He's I thought there was, huh? I thought like you were setting up like a joke like he finally got a date. Da, 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 da. No, no. I I, I would it wouldn't it wouldn't That'd be nice too, right? Like get out of the It house, wouldn't Matthew. be beneath me to make a joke at his expense. I've done ah, it before. But yeah, yeah, he's 21 years old, finally got his permit. You know, I don't fault him because I didn't get my license until until 21 either. Sure. Yeah. But at least I had my permit at 15 when I was supposed to and just had it for yeah. six years. There <laughs> <Or> you go. <laughs> he just well, couldn't pass the tests and, until... Well, congratulations finally. to Matthew. That's fantastic. So, uh, so uh, tomorrow I will go out with in the morning or afternoon with his first driving lesson. That's great. That's awesome. That's a big uh, it's a big step, right? So, yeah, congratulations to Matthew. Uh, well done. Matthew is a fantastic kid. I like him a lot. <laughs> Speaking of a guy I like a lot... Mr. Timothy Off. Timothy, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. At least I, I knew I was next because Marty's not here. So be, I was... right? you're like, who's it going to be? Where is he going to throw to? Right. <laughs> but I'm doing good. Excited about uh, all the things that are going on in my life. As I mentioned before, just moving and getting closer to that goal of closing on the house so that we can actually start getting stuff out of here and into a nice. new home. So but I'm, I'm more excited about what's going to happen tomorrow night. And we'll talk about that later. Oh, I was like, oh, that is a, that is <laughs> that, you know, what that's called stay for the show. You know what I'm saying? That's a teaser. That's a teaser. The entire right. your entire time. You're like, what's happening? What's going to happen tomorrow night? Right? right. So that is very exciting stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're going to break down the Nintendo news. As is mentioned, Mr. Marty Estes is not with us. We wish him well. He is still down in the house of the mouse getting robbed every single day by Goofy, but he looks like he's having a great time with his family uh, down in Disney. So we're also, excited. For also him. known as the concession stands. Yeah. The concession stands, merch stands, whatever you want to call it. I am sure they're going to be rot poor when they get back, but $10 watching his photos. photos. Yeah. Looking at his photos online. If you don't follow Marty on Facebook or on Instagram or sorry, it's not on Instagram. I apologize. Twitter. Uh, you should be because no, he looks like, 
He's on Instagram too. Okay. He's having an absolute blast. You should definitely check him out there. I would do that. Uh, also for those of you that may be tuning in and like, Hey, wasn't there supposed to be a special guest this week? Uh, just as a heads up, Adam Ruffle, uh, who was supposed to join us. Let me know actually a couple of days ago, he had to step away for work uh, for a couple of days. So unfortunately he was not able to make it. We're working on rescheduling him as well. So uh, we'll keep you in the know when that occurs. Uh, other question we have been asked is, Hey, next week is Thanksgiving. The, Americans, Jesse and Tim are off. Justin, what are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Canada, it's a Canadian takeover next Thursday. Justin Masson, Sean Capri, we're taking over the Nintendo dads. And if we can find another Canadian, Adam, I'm looking at you. It's going to be a three-way Canadian takeover. Wow. I did not think that out when I said that. You know, I did not. Maybe I should have said that better in my head beforehand. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, though, I digress. We're excited to do it. Let's just jump into it. Uh, Let's just jump right into the news. Say. And today's show is brought to you by Manscaped and Gooder, but we're going to talk about those later. But the news, well, the news is brought to you by patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. For as little as a dollar a month, you can jump into our amazing community and listen to all of our rants, raves about all the weird things we do. Get invited to the dinner table, uh, share some crazy photos of things that you're doing, find out exclusive new discount codes, get um, artwork sent to you, be a guest on the show. It's all over there on patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads for as little as a dollar a month whoo we gentlemen gentlemen it has been a week for nintendo hasn't it i did this it's been like a it was a slow, week. slow news week until yesterday then like but, everything yeah. started seemed to hit i'm sorry yeah. i can't i can't move forward because i'm still stuck on the three-way canadian thing happening next week so yeah <laughs> Get over it, Tim. Move can on. I can I get in on that? <laughs> no, you cannot get on get in on a three-way Canadian thing happening. Come on. I mean, I'm in Michigan. There's a lot, there, it's it's a lot of maple syrup. There's some hockey sticks used. It's so weird. All right. It's just so weird. Okay. Fine. A lot of Shania Twain maple being played in the background. Uses. So <laughs> should we start Fontes, out? Fontes says Timbits for all. Tim bits for all, right? Tim's bits for alls. Uh, Friendo says Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, there are a couple of big news items we can talk about. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, where do you want to go first? Do you want to talk game awards or do you want to talk about this whole League of Legends thing? What do you want to talk about first? Let's go down the list. Me. Let's go down the all list. All right. Well, let's start, I guess, in timeliness. So on Tuesday, Riot Forge and Nintendo announced a Kind of a, a partner, a partner direct, I guess, is the best way I would say it. This is very similar to what we've seen. And they ended up actually uh, doing a almost hour long presentation. And so let's talk about a little bit about what was presented at this uh, event. Uh, Jesse or Tim, did either of you get a chance to watch this? I didn't even know this thing was a, a thing. Well, See, it I, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, I knew this was going on. But and then I knew it was supposed to be some sort of partnership, a different way of showing their, you know, it was just different. But I didn't know what to expect. So I didn't think it was going to be a big deal other than maybe, you know, one or two games that they were working on that they already talked about or maybe a surprise would be coming. But I didn't know it was going to be this big of a partnership. Yeah. And maybe you're asking, you're like, who is Riot Forge and why do I really care? 
Well, Riot Forge is the folks behind uh, a spinoff party who works with World of, uh, sorry, League of Legends. And that's kind of important. That's something that you really want to know about. And so what actually ended up happening for this about 45 minutes, just shy of an hour, there were two, um, four games that were covered during this event that are coming to Nintendo Switch. And the first of them was Ruined King, a League of Legends story, which Shadow dropped that day. Now, this we hadn't known about this game prior, but we hadn't heard anything that was occurring. The next one was Hexta Mayhem, a League of Legends story as well. And what Riot Forge is doing is taking characters in the League of Legends universe that people may know, and they're actually giving them full stories and making sure that you're becoming much more familiar and comfortable with these characters in League of Legends. This well, is a really Overwatch did. That's exactly it. Right. They're doing a very much an Overwatch <laughs> 12 years thing. later. But they're but they're doing their but they're getting their own store their own games, their own stories. And this is really interesting because you think about earlier this month on Netflix Arcane, a League of Legends story came out. League of Legends is written now. It's League of Legends is a huge game, right? Huge franchise, massive. It's actually I think like the biggest game out there, despite like Fortnite and everything else from like a from a active users base. But what's happening is they're kind of saying we need more people to know our IP and getting involved with it. So this was a very interesting choice. Now, the Ruined King, a League of Legends story, is actually a turn-based RPG, and hexed. Hextech Mayhem is a rhythm runner, uh, which is kind of interesting as well. Both very different games, but very cool. And what they're doing for Riot Forge is partnering with indie developer studios and providing them these games, like these ideas to develop their own, which is super, super cool. The other things that were announced as well during this event was Convergis. Again, these are called A League of Legends Stories, and that's being developed by Double Stadium, or sorry, Double Stallion Games. And it is a 2D action platformer with an incredible art style and a unique mechanic about shifting time and space. The other one that was also mentioned as well is Song of Nunu. And this is actually being worked on by Tequila Works, who is the people who developed Rhyme. Now, both uh, Song of Nunu and Convergence are coming out in 2022. So League of Legends basically says, hey, we want to partner with Nintendo. We want to bring these games to your platform. You've got 95 million consoles in the wild. Let's start developing some games for your console. Now, some of these games uh, are available on other platforms as well, but they made a very interested, concerted effort to make sure they knew it was being partnered with Nintendo, which I thought was a really fascinating thing to do. So I'm going to take a pause here and ask, like, any thoughts on how this landed with either of you or now that you know a little bit more, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, it's definitely something that I was intrigued by after we heard more about it afterwards, about what was going on, especially with what they're trying to do with their property you know, uh, to make it more well-known. Obviously, like you said, there's 95 million people who have a Switch. So, and we've seen that a lot of PC users use the Switch. Uh, more and more, they've, they've been using it. And I think that might be why we see the, the Steam Deck coming too, because they want something that they could play their, their PC games on, probably on something like that. But, and, and we even see Nintendo have a lot of cross-saves from the, uh, PC and Switch games that are in both systems where you can do cross-save to both, which I always thought was really cool too. So with that, all that stuff going on, I think there's something there that I've always been intrigued about, which is, and maybe something Nintendo can tap in more 
with, and that's the PC gamer who that is normally what League of Legends is, is a PC game. And I was a little disappointed when I found out they didn't have the actual League of Legends game or the spinoff version of that coming to the Switch. But maybe that with these games, however well they do, maybe it will eventually come because of Pokemon Unite and stuff like that. Well, and that's the interesting thing. I'll take a bit of a pause there because what the games that you're referencing there are is League of Legends Wild Rift, right? That's the one you're talking about that spinoff. So that game recently came out on mobile, right? And it's available right now in your app store. It's a free download on iOS. Um, and if you go to their actual page, they say currently available on, you know, mobile devices and coming soon to consoles. So they, they're developing, they're obviously developing a version. Now I'll be very honest with you. When I saw this announcement, did some research into Riot Forge, understood what they were offering. I was like, yeah, Wild Rift is going to be announced. Like it's out today, right? Because that makes a hundred percent sense. Again, you've got 95 million Nintendo switch owners. It is you've seen kind of the success of Pokemon Unite. Now, maybe there was kind of some agreement there with the Pokemon company it was like, no, you can't have a, a MOBA right on because we just did one like four months ago. Like you're going to eat our lunch if you do that. Right. 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 So you need to just move, slow move down, along, slow, slow it down. down. <laughs> right. But I also wonder if this is and, and when we look at this idea behind this, this, this partnership, I wonder if this is like phase one of the announcements and there will be a second phase where we do see wild rift come to, to, uh, to it. The other game that, uh, that I also think about potentially as a game that could be coming to Nintendo switch is Valorant. Now Valorant as is a team-based shooter, similar to something like overwatch had a great, uh, a kind of a strong showing in the PC space uh, last year. Uh, and I don't think would be outside the realm of possibility to run on the Nintendo switch. And I know that they've expressed interest in bringing it to the cons to consoles, right? Xbox and PlayStation. They've talked about that. Nintendo Switch, I think, seems like a pretty logical progression to go over that. Again, when you talk about an install base of 95 million, you have games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League, these, these kind of really team-based games, Paladins, that do play on the Nintendo Switch. So it does logically make sense. Um, I think this was a very interesting move by Riot Forge. I think it was a very interesting move from Nintendo as well. There's a strategy behind it, and I'm interested to see how it pays off. Um, but I think them kind of saying, we want to hold a special event and we want to talk about a partnership specifically with Nintendo was very, very strategic. I just looked on the Nintendo site. All four games are listed. Two of them are shown as 2022. Mm -hmm. Two of them have you know, launched earlier this week. I'll I'll keep Ruined King in the back of my head. Uh, turn-based, you know, turn-based RPG. You know, that, that's that's what I'm, in, you know, interested in. Uh, but with Death's Door coming out, I kind of want to yeah. play that first. Uh, Jesse, I have been playing Ruined King. Yes. I, I like it a lot. Well, then, then like, it means I won't. I have, <laughs> I have put in like two and a half hours down to it already. And I think Ruined King might be on Game Pass right now, too. I think. Oh, if it is, then I'll definitely sure. you, might want, you might I'll want to check, check it there. But I will say, I, I have very much enjoyed Ruined King. It's very cool. We're going to talk about it and what you've been playing. But again, I think keep an eye out for this. And by the way, this Convergence game that they talked about and the Song of Nunu, both beautiful looking games, fantastic. They both, all of these games have my attention, which is exactly 
exactly what League of Legends wants is they want your attention, right? And again, the show that's currently on Netflix, which I heard have been getting rave reviews, the character from that show on Netflix, and I don't know the character's main name, um, or actually maybe it's a character from Wild Rift, has just been a character in Fortnite last week that you could purchase as well. So they're very much trying to insert the League of Legends brand or co-op the brand with other major, major big stream big event platforms like Fortnite, like Nintendo to kind of bring it out of the kind of like the game that I think everyone like knows it exists, but is scared to get into it. And that's the thing with league of legends, right? It's such a huge game, but one of the challenges that I've heard a lot about looking into league of legends is like the community is pretty tough on you. And it's hard to just kind of like figure out how you get into the game, where you get into enter into that, into that universe. But if you can find a story on Netflix that you can connect with a character, find different standalone characters, um, through these, these League of Legends stories where you understand them and you develop relationships, you become attached to them, that becomes an easier gateway to other of their pieces of their franchise, which gets you involved. The League of Legends franchise is doing a very deliberate job in the last 12 to 18 months to be a much more approachable brand to ensure they, be, they gather more and more people into their network. And of course, more people playing your game equals more money coming into you. Right. And so it's kind of simple dynamics. So it's very interesting. Keep your eye on Riot Forge. If you haven't, head over. It's on the Nintendo YouTube channel right now. You can take an actual watch of the of the presentation. I thought it was fantastic. And if you're interested in Ruined King, check out our YouTube uh, channel where I did a 30 minute let's play of it as well. Whoo, man. All right, folks, I'm done for the day. Good night. That was That's, a lot uh, to unpack there. <laughs> that was a lot to unpack, but I wanted to unpack it. All right. Jesse. Jeff, uh, what is his name? Jeff Keel, Jeff Knightley. What's his name? Uh, Jeff Keeley. Uh, Keeley. That's his name. Uh, he, I mean, he doesn't return my phone calls anymore, so I don't care what his name is. He's got apparently this thing called the Game Awards that he does every year, and the nomination. Small, small show. Small show. Small. I mean, we've been invited a couple times. I'm like, no, I don't, Jeff. Pff, I don't show up for anybody, right? Like, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Nominations have come out this year. And uh, we're not going to run through every single nomination because there's a lot out there. And you can go to the website and check it out. But uh, Jesse, I want you to kind of maybe call, like draw our attention to some things that maybe we as Nintendo fans might want to be aware of in relation to the, to the awards. And also as a reminder, the game awards are December 9th. That is a typical day that we stream. So guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, just like last year, we're live reacting to the game awards. Uh, you can join us. Come on over, get, get fancy, get dressed up, have a couple beers, and we're going to live react to the game awards December 9th here on Twitch and on YouTube. But Jesse, why do I care about who got nominated? Because the game of the year, one of the nominees is a, a, a small indie game called Metroid Dread. Tim, sit down, sit down. Don't jump up. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Fine. It's, I'm, I feel bad for all the other games on the list, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked Tim's mock-up of what he thinks the game of the the game of the year nominee should be. Yes, all all Metroid Dreads. Yes, there's no choice. Yeah, the it's Marvel's... just game of the year. It was announced that day. There wasn't a nomination. It was Done. Just, here's yeah. here's Metroid Dread game of the year. It won. We we, we won't even bother with any votes. <laughs> Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy got nominated for multiple things: uh, best narrative, best score in music, uh, innovation and accessibility, and best action slash adventure, along with Metroid Dread on that one. Uh, where else am I? I'm scrolling up and down. 
poking around. Games for Impact Boyfriend Dungeon has a nomination. Best Ongoing Apex Legends and Fortnite. Best Mobile Game Pokemon Unite. Best Community Support Apex Legends and Fortnite. Uh, see here, Best Role Playing Game. A lot of people are saying that World Ends with You has been shafted on that, but uh, and somehow Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is on here. That's a laugh. But uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Shin Megami Tensei Five are in that category. Best Fighting Game has Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Best Family Game, not all Nintendo this year. Yeah, now this is essentially the Nintendo category, but interestingly yeah. enough, one that is not Nintendo, which is not shocking, right? But what do we got in that category? So uh, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, WarioWare, Get It Together, and the non-Nintendo game is It Takes Two, which is currently on, on Game Pass. I'm going to yes. be really honest with you. From what I have heard from It Takes Two... They may take this category from Nintendo. It Takes Two has a ton of critical acclaim buzz in the industry. Justin, um, yeah. I voted for It Takes Two based, yeah. based on what I saw Sean and Nick play during Extra Life. Yeah, that game, I think, I want, deserves it. I want It Takes Two to come to the Nintendo Switch is what yeah. I want. Yeah. But the question is, can it handle the split screen? <laughs> Yeah, that's the rub, right? Who makes yeah. that game? If you, it's, it's EA. EA. Oh, of course. Never mind. It's not. Well, <laughs> I don't remember the developer, but it's the developer who design. He always does. He always does the Joseph Ferris. Yeah. Joseph Ferris. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did the the jailbreak game a few, yeah. few years ago, and yeah, Hazelight yeah. Studios. Yeah, is what the name of the developers are. So okay, so in Tim's favorite category. Best sports slash racing. Hot Wheels Unleashed has been nominated. Yeah, Best but I know, which, I know which one's winning that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that racing. Forza has no no one else has a chance. Forza's in there. Yep. So, and, and note, I didn't highlight FIFA because the Switch version mm. of FIFA is trash. Right. And I will say this. I, a <laughs> it lot is of not people, the same game as what got nominated. A lot of people have been. Uh, upset as well about Forza Horizon 5 not being nominated for game of the year as well because of how well how great of a game that is and I I'd mentioned this to uh um somebody on Twitter they basically were like they they were upset about Forza 5 not Horizon 5 not being on the list and I said if Horizon Forza Horizon 5 was on the game of the year list Metroid Dread would have had that much of a harder time being game of the year if that game it would have that much hard time getting nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. One I, of those games would have had to have got, gotten kicked. Very true. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna yeah, okay. So let's finish let's finish this off and then I want to yes. have a conversation about a couple of these things. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, almost done. Uh best multiplayer, knockout city and hunt Metroid and Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> and the last game. Uh, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is a nomination for the most anticipated game. I always going find that up, weird, right? Going up Let's... against God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon Forbidden West. So I think it'll it's not a slam dunk for Zelda. Yeah, yeah let's, let's give let's give an award yeah. to something that hasn't done anything. Didn't like yeah. I don't know. It, and yeah, it, like all of these games, that's a hard, that was a hard one for me to vote on that and the most anticipated game because I'm I know there's a lot of people, of a lot of people are looking forward to Elden Ring and I don't even know what that is. 
Yeah. I might not be able to play all of them, but I'm looking forward to all of them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So let's, let's have a little bit of a chat here. Uh, game of the year. Right. And so in our game of the year category, we have death loop. It takes two Metroid dread psychonauts Two, ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village. Yeah. Tim, do you, in your heart of hearts, legitimately think Metroid Dread is going to win? No. Okay. Who do you think is going to win? I think uh, based on the community, the gaming community, it will probably be Deathloop or Resident Evil Village. Mm. Between those two. Now, now Psychonauts remember, 2 was a really good name, too. Just because too, the public but, can vote. Public isn't the only vote. They're only yeah. a small percentage. They well, because have, they have professionals, professionals, the professional. The you're right. Because of the professionals voting and because of the out of this list, Metroid Dread has the most prestige, if that's the right word to use, mm. uh, because it's even I think Metro, uh, Metroid's been on the Metroid is a game that's been a lot been around longer than resident evil games so it's even older there and plus with all the hype being 19 years to make it and then when they brought it out everybody for the most part really liked it and sounds Um, like it's uh, it's already beaten prime as the best-selling metroid game ever right and it's just won't know until february but i think that's i think it's pretty much done already yeah i think there's a lot going for metroid dread just for accolades especially from peer to peer if you will, I know there's a few others, you know, within the community who panned Metroid Dread, but um, overall, there is, I think Metroid Dread has a chance. I'll just say that. But these are a lot of good games on this list. It's not a slam dunk, say, like Breath of the Wild was, I think. Uh, although that wasn't even a slam dunk because wasn't it going up against uh, God of War as well that year? No, wait, God of War was a different. They were going, it was going up against Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Breath of the so, Wild was going up against its own. It was going, game. yeah. Nintendo was competing against itself, but still, it was like it seemed like Breath of the Wild was more of a slam dunk than any of the than anything else. As opposed to this, it's like any I could see any of these winning. Yeah, yeah. It should be. It should definitely be interesting. Um, you know, some good representation from Nintendo and Nintendo or games that are available on Nintendo platforms. Um, yeah, it'll be inter- interesting to see as, as I go through this. Like, there are some, definitely some ones uh, that I'm like, "Yep, that'll that'll get it. That'll get it." Um, so, yeah, I think I think it'll be very interesting. But again, December 9th, join us live here on Twitch and on YouTube. We're going to live react. Apparently, rumor has it I saw there is kind of a, a well-known leaker who is saying that Nintendo is going to continue its celebration of Zelda at the Game Awards. What does that mean exactly? Don't know for sure but it's a good opportunity to make sure we're tuned in. And that is, they're going to reveal a re-release of the 1989 game and watch. Probably. And I would love that. (laughs) That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted originally, not the game and watch. We actually ended up with. I will say this, that if, if Metroid dread wins, I might jump out of my seat here and you might jump out of your skin. (laughs) Cause I would be definitely excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, folks, again, that is the Game Award nominations. Let us know what you think. Who do you want to win Game of the War, Game of the Year? 
Uh, chat, why don't you let us know as well over on Twitch? Maybe we can throw up a quick poll really fast, could we? Maybe Jesse over in Twitch uh, with those five games and ask people to vote as to who they think. Oh, thank you, Tim. You got it? Because I'm good because I don't know how to do that. I, I do yeah, want to say, I, I do want to say, while I was going through and doing the voting, at the same time I was doing something with with uh, the Dragon Quest Tact uh, uh, on my iPad, and I was doing something else in a browser on my desktop all at the same time. All of a sudden, all three broke at the same time. Oh, wow. Uh, I couldn't vote anymore. My tact disconnected and everything. I'm like, I, I, wanted, I, went, sent a, I went on Twitter and said, is AWS down again? Because multiple things broke all at the same time. Yep, absolutely. I, huh. I never heard if it did, but I have a feeling that's what, what happened. May have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. There's not enough spaces for the poll. Oh, no. Is it only, is it only four slots? And five slots. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, okay. Just take Metroid Dread off because it's not going to win. Well, everybody here in the Nintendo community would probably vote for Metroid Dread, so maybe I will remove that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good. You know, that's a good. It's a convenient work. Convenient. <laughs> all right. So let's talk on with our next topic. Now, this topic was actually voted by on by our patrons uh, right before our show. Every single couple about a day beforehand. We try to be a day beforehand, at least, if not a couple hours or beforehand. An hour beforehand. An hour beforehand. We sent in some like, show topics about what we want to discuss. And uh, we have our patrons kind of help us direct and uh, directly influence ha- what we're going to talk about in the show today, which again, another great reason to go over to patreon.com backslash dads and become a member. Hey, by the way, your uh, prime membership, that also works. If you've got one of those, we'll take it. So today, Nintendo out of nowhere comes flying in and says that Nintendo has partnered with Panda Global for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Melee tournaments in 2022, making Panda Global the official partner, sponsored partner, supported partner by Nintendo for their Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Melee tournament. And there will be a circuit base in North America that will kick off in 2022 with more details about the events, the schedule, and the prizes to come in the near future. Who will go and represent the Nintendo dads on this behalf. But gentlemen, let's talk about this because this is a, this is really interesting, right? Uh, so Jesse, do you, do you know like more about the smash? Matthew's big into smash the tournament scene around it, right? Like what's, did this like blow his hair back? I, did this force him to go get his learner's license to drive to the circuit to compete? I actually don't know if you've heard about this yet. And you, what? you are now. How did you mute? You are muted now. Just killing my buzz there, aren't you? Like I was setting you up, and you're like, I don't know if Matthew knows. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he would be interested. You know, if there's anything in our area. You know, I'm not, but okay. <laughs> I'd go and All watch right. him. Tim, do you know much about the the, the fight scene for Smash? Yeah. Uh, whenever they have fights. Uh, tournaments here they have it at uh yumacon uh which is a big event here uh they will do tournaments and stuff like that i don't know if it's going to be part of this but we'll uh that would be pretty cool if panda global does that here in detroit um but usually a lot of that stuff is more at a regional city like chicago so we'd have to go there 
but uh, whenever we do have it at Yumacon, I always, you know, I'm hanging out there. The, the, the atmosphere in there is just something else to see. And even it's really cool because they'll have things set up off to the side. So even though there's people doing the tournaments up on stage or off to the side stages, they also have a ton of tables with a bunch of systems set up to where people can just play at the same time these tournaments are going on and stuff. So it's really cool to see and be a part of that atmosphere. Yeah, Abyssal actually makes a great call out in the chat to talk about it. Nintendo is well known for shutting down non-sanctioned events of their Super Smash Brothers. They, they, I can't, I believe they supported the Evo tournament, the Evo fighting tournament or the Evo. Not at first, season. but then they did. Not at first. And then they were kind of forced. They kind of eventually got into it, but it was like dragging them in, kicking and screaming. Right. Um, and then there were yeah, multiple events that were going to use a modded version for net play. Yep. And, and Nintendo did cease nope. and desist. Right. So the fact that Nintendo has finally actually like a formally said come, come out and said, this is a partner. This is the one we're supporting. This is what we're doing is massive for the, for the smash fans and massive for the fight, the smash brothers community. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what's actually going to be happening. Um, I'm not surprised that, that they're also including melee in it because I think Nintendo really wants melee to die. <laughs> well, th- I mean, this has kind of been the rumor is like, but are the we community gonna- is so large that it will never die. When did uh what what platform did Melee come out on? GameCube. GameCube. Does the GameCube? Oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was the N sixty four. It's gonna be super smart there. I was like, uh. no, N sixty four was just Smash Brothers. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no subtitle. That's right. So, uh, I think this is very interesting. Keep an eye on it. I'm interested. I I'm fascinated to see more details here. Uh, I want to see what like I'm I'm not I'm not a fighter. I'm gonna I'd be horrible at that game. If you are someone in our um community who's like i want to represent nintendo dads at this let me know all right and when they got the circuit we will be happy to you to carry yeah. our flag yes. Becca mentioned it i was just going to mention it now y'all want to feel old gamecube hit 20 today uh-huh. which is really cool though if you i saw this on facebook i don't know if xbook xbox did anywhere else but xbox is celebrating yeah. their 20th right but they also posted saying t- 20 years ago this was like an awesome the time to game. Yeah. It was the best generation because it was the Xbox. It was the Dreamcast. It was the GameCube. It was the PlayStation 2. And it was just all inclusive of everybody. And however you played, it was an awesome time to play games. And just, I thought that was really cool of Xbox to do that. So yeah, and Xbox even, just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just killing it. PlayStation jumped in and, you know, they were saying, you know, thanks. Or they were like, yeah, happy 20th or whatever. So yeah. it was really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yet they still won't cross console. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it Legitimately, I'm going to say this right now. If you want to go rep the Nintendo Dads team, uh, we will design and we will support an eSports jersey that we should build for the Nintendo Dads. Right, we right. need sponsorship across the way the back from Manscaped and Gooder and put the crest <laughs> on that, right? Like an actual like esports team Nintendo Dad's jersey. We you might get my face in a profile somewhere. Yeah, we could definitely, <laughs> definitely look into that as well. I like that. All, All right, right, our vote, our vote just came up. It All poll right. ended. And the vote oh, I missed the vote. Yeah. Two votes. Two, people, two votes. <laughs> Psychonauts two and Resident Evil Village. <laughs> I don't think our community understands how voting works. 
Well, considering yeah. there's only 10 people in Twitch right now, that is a 20%, which is... I know! Based on our local elections this last week, that sounds about right. And that was taking Metroid Dread out, too, because I'm sure those two people would have voted Dread. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just rioting. They're like, no, we're not going to vote if I don't have Dread. That's right. <laughs> they're like Activision Blizzard employees sitting out on the streets. Ooh. Yes. That should be something we should talk about in the post-show. Again, another great reason to head over to patreon.com backslash intended ads for all the post show content. All right, let's talk about another thing that uh, apparently Japan really, really loves Nintendo. So last week, uh, Shimigami Tensei 5 Good job. came out. Thank you. I slowed that down just for me, right? Like you heard me real struggle there. I was like, I did. Argh. Oh, man. And so I want to ask Jesse. Yes. The numbers I'm looking at here, is this just for one week sales? Is this what this is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, the number outside the parentheses is one week sales. The number inside the parentheses is total. Got it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So last. In Japan only. Japan only. Top 10 games. They, they, here's the top 10 games, right? Uh, number 10. And this is, this is for all games sold in Japan, right? This is not just Nintendo. Because you're going listen, right. to listen to it and be like, it's just a Nintendo list. It's not. Listen. Number 10, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 9, Minecraft. Number 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 7, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Number and six, that is the Switch called- version of Minecraft specifically. Yep. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I apologize. Number six, Call of Duty Vanguard from PlayStation 4. Number five, Dragon Quest 10 for PlayStation 4. Number Which I'm four, surprised that's still selling. Uh, oh, 10. Maybe, maybe that's a new expansion that's recently launched. No, that's not. Yeah, number yeah, five. Yeah, it, it is new. It okay, launched on the number, 11th. Number four. Go ahead. Ring Fit Adventure. Number three, Dragon Quest 10 for Nintendo Switch. Number two, Mario Party it, Superstars. Which and number Switch version one, sold no, twice as much as PS4. I know, right? And number one, Shimigane Tensei 5. What is going on over there in Japan? They love Nintendo. It's it's a mobile council. It's, you know. Well, yeah. uh, they like their Persona and Shimigane Tensei games, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now this is this is very interesting. Where in the UK yeah. charts we see that Shimigami, Shimigami Tensei Five actually entered in at number nine, and for example, Forza Horizon Five entered in at number four. So definitely different markets, though. Jesse, you want to talk a little bit more about this stuff and how why this is important? Uh, it, it definitely, uh, you know, the Switch definitely has the market share in Japan. I think I heard at one point it's like eighty-five to ninety percent, and you know because. Sony, you know the recent the, the 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 rules that Sony's put in place since 2018 has put a sour taste in a lot of the consumers' mouths, and Xbox really has never had a foothold. <laughs> so it's all depends been like Xbox. What? <laughs> right now, and the thing is, you know, I, I mentioned that you know the difference between three and five, the two Dragon Quest X games, you know, Switch outsold PS4. Uh, Two to one. Look, comparing the first game to the second game, Shimagami Tensei Five to Superstars, it's a 
factor of three. It's like 143,000 units compared to 45,000 units. Yeah, that is that is pretty, pretty intense. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on these numbers? Uh, I, I'm just Japan's, you know, love for Nintendo, especially just supporting or showing how much Nintendo is loved there and why Nintendo does what they do isn't just because of them wanting to make us angry in the U.S. <laughs> or in North America. It's because of numbers like this or other data points that we don't get to see of, you know, the number of people who actually play in handheld uh, versus docked and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then also too, why they made the Shin, 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 uh, it's, not, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, it's not easy. Game. SMT. Yes. SMT. <laughs> when the, those games are here on the switch first, I'm sure it'll go to other consoles eventually, but it's here first for a reason because they're they're yeah, popular. SMT4 never went anywhere else. This data on the true. 3DS. It's true. And, and who knows? I know a lot of people demand stuff too, to come to uh, PC. And, I, you know, that there's been rumors about Nintendo, some Nintendo games, not their first party ones, but some Nintendo published ones coming over to PC. But who knows? Um, but anyways... It's it's very interesting to see the numbers from Japan, even though we're not in Japan, because the, what happens to Japan does influence what Nintendo does overall worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, another, and it's been mentioned in the chat, but you know, the, especially in the big cities, Tokyo and Kyoto, no one drives; everyone takes public transit. And what are you going to do while you're on the train? Play your Switch. Play on your phone. So Shin Megami Tensei, that's yes. how you're supposed to say it. Okay, I just needed yes. a second to get it out. <laughs> yeah, need, needed a while yeah. to really work it through. And then yes. MSL commented based on what I said about Sony's practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a game coming out for the Switch next week or week after called Twenty Ladies, which is also coming out on PC and I think Xbox. That game is not coming out on PlayStation. And said they're getting a modified version called bunnies, 20, right? 20 Bunnies. <laughs> That's right. I'd seen that one. Yeah. Look at look at them just trying to filter their own audience. And Nintendo's like, we'll put anything on here. <laughs> How the times have changed, it's haven't flipped. they, Sony? It's right. And, and people still say Nintendo is the is the kiddie platform. I'm like, have you not seen what Sony's doing? Right. Like well, even Doki Doki Literature Club got censored on the PS4, not on the Switch. Yeah. And in regards to the numbers too in Japan, it's not just the games, but if just the weekly numbers for the Switch itself, as you're probably going to get to in regards to just it's the top three selling systems for the week. So, mm-hmm. and, and I found that it was interesting that the Xbox Series X was number eight with 350 units sold that week. And you know what beat it? You know what beat the Series X in Japan? The 2DS LL. Yep. Those had more units sold. How are they still in stores? They haven't made them and they stopped making them four years ago. But the other interesting part of it is, is that although the Series X, the top of the line one, isn't selling well, at number five, Xbox Series S 
sold very well at 2,243 units. Uh, again, I, I think these are, that's how many units shipped. So that's how many units. <laughs> okay. Well, it's still shipped well. Purchased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, in, it's, in comparison, Xbox Series X in Japan sold 67,000 units total, and the Switch sold 46,000 units in one week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just numbers that are, it's numbers again. You know how yeah. much fun we like. Their, their total is almost 17.4 million units of Switches. Yeah. Very different, uh, different dynamics and environments there as well. Right. Yes. All right. So a couple of last things we want to talk about before we take a little bit of an ad break. Uh, quick updates to let people know there has been a free Mario Kart Live Home Circuit 2.0 update available. It's on the eShop right now. And it allows you to connect two carts to one Nintendo Switch for a split screen multiplayer. And you can play any Grand Prix Cup with two to four players with the new Relay Race multiplayer mode and a Luigi Cup with three new tracks, which also include Windmill Meadows, Music Broadway, and King Boo's Courtyard, and plus finished within third place in the Luigi Cup and unlock a new Poltergust uh, G00 cart and the Spooky Horn. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, this update came at a very timely time. Yes. Right? Why is it such a timely update for this, Tim? Because it's going, they're already cutting the price of the Mario Kart's uh, live home circuit actual hardware the vehicles themselves if you get it on black friday you can get it for like 50 bucks yeah which if i can find one i'm going to get the luigi one because sam's got the mario one if i can get the luigi one for 50 bucks i'm in on that and we can hopefully race each other and have fun with this this is such a no-brainer right this is such a family-friendly move right split screen yep cooperative literally on the couch one yeah. of you gets to be Mario. One of you gets to be Luigi. You can it's control. Fantastic. It's especially such a fantastic you got, idea. You've got a family who's got, say, you know, two kids who share one switch, mm-hmm. you know, and then instead of fighting over who gets to play with the Mario Kart, the, one kid gets Mario Kart, one get, kid gets the Luigi Kart, and then you got it on one switch where you're just using the Joy-Cons to control it on the I'm one I'm kind of concerned about the Bluetooth bandwidth with that, with because, you, know, you know, knowing how much restrictions they had to put on when they added bluetooth audio now that they have having two video feeds bluetooth in it'll be interesting into one switch they they you don't know what's baked in that thing that they haven't turned on do you know what i mean it's magic it's next it's merlin merlin's yeah, in there <laughs> next next squashing bugs update is just like you know they're 16 screen splits and all this kind of weird stuff going on there right <laughs> i think it's, it's really it's, cool especially it's, they, it's, there's some easy magic going on Exactly. It's really cool that they didn't let it die. There's a 2.0 update mm-hmm. with these excellent updates to it. So it makes it even more. I was going to hopefully get the $50 Luigi anyways, but this makes me even want it more. Yeah. So now how they market that, I don't know. Cause it's like, I keep up on this stuff, but how mm-hmm. do they, how do they get let parents who don't keep up on this? know that, yeah. Hey, if they get two carts, Maybe maybe there's somewhere where they'll have a package where you can get Mario and Luigi in a, pa- yep. a package, you know, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? I think it's great, though. But if you're a parent, as you're looking into, you know, Black Friday, the holidays, this may be something for you to consider and a great deal to pick up. I'd highly recommend it as well. All right. I want to give you some quick game updates for you to be aware of. And then we're going to jump into a quick ad break from our sponsors. Uh, first new game release to be made aware of. 
Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain. And a demo is available right now. Jesse, you played it. There's a video up on our YouTube channel. You can take a look at that. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that more in what you've been playing uh, and has a release date of December 3rd. As if Marty has some magical power. Last week, we talked about Loop Hero and how he was waiting for them to hear what was going on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, wait no more. The folks over at Loop Hero decide to answer his call. And Loop Hero is hitting the Nintendo Switch officially on December 9th. It's available in your eShop right now if you want to pre-order it. And it's got a 10% discount as well. Uh, For the Canadian dollar price, it was like $17. I think in the US, it's probably about 15 or 14 as well. And Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp has a tentative date currently. I say it's tentative because it did move from early December, but it is now dated at April 8th, 2022 in the eShop's coming soon section. Yeah, uh, so the, not a formal, formal The Nintendo date. website still says early 2022, but the eShop itself has the April 8th date on it, if you look yeah. in the coming soon section. Yeah, exactly. So that is kind of it for our news. Now, let's hear from our sponsors. Do we have a bumper for this, Jesse? Like a do-do-do-do-do-do? No, I'll have to come up with something. Okay. Could you play something? Because it just feels awkward. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited to partner up and announce, or sorry, we're very excited to partner up and introduce the Nintendo Dads community to Gooder. Gooder thinks gaming is, uh, we think uh, Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear should be too. Gooder makes glasses that are fun, fashionable, and functional, uh, and it is, and everyone can afford. Sunglasses for gamers, you may ask. Why? Because gamers go outside too. They also have special blue mirage glasses because apparently, ladies and gentlemen, blue light is bad for your eyes. Now, some scientists say it causes eye strain, fatigue, headaches, and tail growth. Let me tell you, I've been wearing my glasses by Gooder for two weeks, and I have not experienced eye strain, fatigue, or headaches, and my tail has stopped growing, which is fantastic. Just to be safe, Gooder makes these glasses with the ability to block blue light. Perfect for any screen, any face, and any light, especially the blue light. Now, they're designed to look good and fit comfortably on your face and under your headset. Whether you're working from home like I do, where I'm in front of three monitors for over 40 hours a week, in front of my computers all day, or they're perfect, or you're looking to perfect your avatar. Some say Gooder makes the best gaming glasses ever invented. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would tend to agree with that. Listen, here's the deal, folks. The folks over at Gooder sent us these fantastic glasses over here at Nintendo Dads HQ. All of the hosts have got a set of them. Um, And to be honest, we have all been wearing them for about two weeks. And guys, I don't know about you. I'm legitimately like absolutely love these these products. Um, As I mentioned before, I sit in front of these screens all day. I have been leaving, you know, finished work 40, 40, 40 to 40 plus hours in front of these monitors is my work day. Then I've got a podcast. Then I'm jumping on here and streaming games and I'm playing with friends. I'm probably 50 hours in front of these monitors and my eyes were, have been hurting. Like when I finish off my day, I find them very fatigued. Every morning I come to my office, I put these, my glasses on. These are the, it's not just a game glasses, by the way, with the blue Mirage blocker by the end of the day, incredibly enough, my eyes do not hurt as much as they used to. As a matter of fact, they don't hurt at all, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, Tim, you've been wearing yours. What do you think of them? Yeah, mine has been helping me, I noticed, uh, with the fatigue stuff that you were talking about. So, like, I wear, I have them on my desk. 
for when I'm coming here to do my work all day because I'm staring at the computer all day. I have a bunch of little tiny devices I have to look at all day with, with screens on them to do testing on. Um, and then when I want to do anything for the Nintendo dads, I'm still on my computer. Or if I'm playing games, I'm looking at a device. And I've been wearing these. And they've been... I have not had any, had any eye strain or headaches anymore because some days there's days where I've been on it all day. I get those headaches, but I have not. Now I can't guarantee that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just drinking plenty of water or something, but sure. I, I don't know. I'm just saying I've noticed a difference when, and I, especially when I particularly wear these and I don't have to wear, and I wear prescription glasses, but yeah. mine are for I'm nearsighted. So I need to see farther. When I'm looking at the computer or these screens, I don't need to have my glasses on. So um, I put these on um, yeah. and they're, they're awesome. Yeah. And the sunglasses are absolutely amazing too. Not only did, did uh, Gooder send us these uh, blue light glasses, they also sent us several sunglasses to wear. I love their sunglasses. I love them. Uh, they are fantastic. They've got that yeah. nice reflective lens. Uh, Jesse, they go are, ahead. Yeah, they are dark. You don't want to wear those inside. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I took a picture of them on because I actually, when I'm driving, I have to have my glasses on. So mm -hmm. with the, the particular ones I bought, uh, which are the, uh, the neon flux capacitor ones, yep. <laughs> the VRGs, um, that particular style, I am able, because my, my glasses, my prescription glasses have a thin frame around them. So they're almost like a wire frame pretty much. So I'm able to put these on over the glasses. Now, does that look cool? Probably not, but you can't tell they're there unless you really get up close because again, I have thinner frames and stuff like that. So I can get them on underneath those glasses. Sure. Kind of uh, like what I'm, I'm doing now. I have my prescriptions on. on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I can, I can do that and I know it won't work out for many that way. Um, and if I'm just walking around outside, I don't need to have my prescriptions on. I can wear the sunglasses and stuff like that. So, but I really like the way they look. I don't look totally out of place wearing them. Like, like I'm some dad trying to be cool. I'm just, yeah. I'm wearing them because cool. I like them. Cause you are cool. Right. <laughs> and with games like professional with names, like professional respawner insert coin to continue blue, sh blue shades of death. Uh, we know there's gonna be a pair that really speaks to you. And, and so we encourage you to go over and use the code NINDADS at checkout for 15% off at gooder.com. For the sunglasses, I want to say this. There is no slip. There's no bounce. They're all polarized and they are absolute fun. So again, pick up your favorite, favorite Gooder Blue Mirage Blue Light Blockers with some sick uh, Gooder Sunnies. So you're protected for your settings, no matter where you're gaming. And if you want to support us in the show, get a few pairs for you, your family, your friends. Hey, it's Christmas time. I hear they're going to make fantastic stocking stuffers as well. Perfect time for the holidays. So get 15% off with code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S at gooder.com. That's 15% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S at G-O-O-D-R.com. Look good, game gooder. And of course, of course, we want to continue our sponsorship and our support and our partnership with our good friends over at Manscaped. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The time has come yet this year early for Manscaped and the leading men, men's health engineering brand. Manscaped has just launched new products, including the all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this, this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code NINDADS 
N-I-N-D-A-D-S, that's the same one as we use for Gooder, for 20% off and free shipping. Now, they've also launched their two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which has some key ingredients with benefits that include their hydrating, it's nourishing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season, gentlemen, to load up on your Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brothers, your friends, the best gift of all. Head over to manscaped.com and use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list this season. Jesse, back to you. Well, before you go back to that. Okay, Tim, back to back to you, back. <laughs> Before you leave uh, this little ad thing, I know it was an ad read and stuff like that, but I do have to say that, uh, thankfully, you know, I know Manscaped, everybody knows they sent us stuff to try out, but I've been buying their stuff because I like their stuff. I like the smell of it. I like the use of it and stuff like that. So seriously, not just because they are paying us this month to talk about it, but seriously, check them out. They do have some cool stuff that I've been buying before we got the sponsorship and even buy beyond you know because they're not sending us everything for free all the time i'm still going and buying the stuff that i want in fact they even have some uh lip balm they just came out with that mm-hmm. i just purchased because i wanted to try it because man my in the winter time my my lips get really dry here in michigan so i'm, yeah. I'm gonna give those a try yeah i was a user of manscape before they sponsored us as well by about a year and a bit i love their products beforehand yeah. it just happened to be and you know and the question i mean here's the thing the question's gonna ask oh you guys are doing sponsor reads for manscape and gooder What's going on? Legitimately, here's here's our here's our stance on it. We won't bring you products that we don't think could would be valuable to you, right? Or that that kind of fits with our brand, right? Sunglasses, gaming glasses that fits with our brand. All right. Manscaped, being middle-aged, getting hair in your ears, your nose, all over matches with our brand, right? And we think these are products that we would we think you would like. These are products we use. These are products that we support as well. Yeah. Um, so that's, and that's kind the of, best of all. We can get that code so that you guys can save money on it. Cause that's exactly that's helped, that's helped me. Save yeah, some money. exactly. Right. Like they've got, and they've got some, they're going to have some amazing black Friday deals. And by the way, I love the fact that their, their deals, the discounts are stackable, right? Yeah. They've already got 50% off on the site, by the way, you can get 50% off plus your 20% off. Whoa. Yes. Right. So there's some stackables as it's well. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just jump into what else we got on the docket today. Uh, let's, let's, discuss. Th- let's discuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, Tim, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, sure. So I, I saw this come up in the uh, news feed and I thought it was a very interesting topic that uh, I know we've talked about lots about before already. And it's basically the same thing that Phil Spencer from Microsoft is saying. And he's saying he wants the gaming industry to embrace game preservation through emulation. So, and we've talked a lot about this already by here, I'll go over some of the key points that he mentioned in the article. And again, this is, I got this through Gizmondo's article. Uh, Phil wants rights holders to embrace an industry-wide approach to emulation where every modern console would be able to play thousands of of classic games. He wants to see an industry standard that all companies can agree on. Not free, but via a Netflix type app may not be as profitable as re-releases, but would still be profitable for devs and pubs. Now, again, we've talked about this before because we even speculated when rumors and even when uh, NSO was first announced that 
eventually we would see Nintendo's catalog of games open up and we'd get all those classic games to play. It hasn't come to yeah, jokes on hasn't us. Opened, <laughs> hasn't opened up as much as we would like it to. But the question is, are we on the path to this future? Although one part of it is that I know that's not on that path is the fact that uh, Nintendo is going to be on Nintendo's consoles. It's not going to be anywhere else right now. And the only way that's going to be anywhere else is unfortunately through the more illegal means of emulation. <laughs> right. So yeah, basically, and- are we on the path for this or are companies just too greedy to come together on this emulation strategy? I, I think the biggest challenge will be uh, like third-party games and licensed games because a lot of those are in licensed hell, as we've talked about before. Like We're probably yeah. never going to see 007. At least we've been saying we're never going to see 007 on an N64 emulator, but you know there was there's now rumors saying that it might be coming. But <laughs> right, but you know so and with you know your rare owned by Microsoft, that'll be right. You know, while Microsoft has been playing nice, doesn't mean they always will. So, but I, I think definitely for, for first party games and first party published games. Uh, definitely it's possible because you know they've got the rights to them but it's just what happens to them after that and right well uh, that becomes a selling point right for each of these companies that have it is like okay if you want to play these games that we have on our console from other publishers you can play all these games from all the, on any of those consoles but you can't play nintendo unless you are on a nintendo console or you can't play Xbox's library of games, like unless you're on an Xbox or well, in the cloud. Here's, like here's <laughs> here's a good example of just happen, something that happened this week. Metal Gear Solid Two and Three has been delisted just about everywhere. I think Xbox might have been a sl- slow delister, but it's coming if it, if it didn't already happen. Because yeah, PlayStation, the, I think, is still out there for on sale right now before okay, it gets it was, delisted. It was PlayStation knows the last one, but you know, the reason so. being. There's like a like a one scene in the game that's a licensed video, and that license expired, so they have to delist the game until they can re reestablish the games or the, the li- okay. reestablish the license or redo the games with a different video. Hmm. So what you know, what video is it that they I don't know? I've for. never played the games, so I couldn't tell you. But that, that's just <laughs> what I remember seeing. So that's the reason yeah. why it's delist the things got delisted. You know, like Scott Pilgrim back in the PS3 and Xbox 360 era got delisted after a while just because the, the license expired and never got renewed. Right. Yeah, so, and certainly when you're making games back in that time, you weren't thinking of the future where, hey, we got to make this available later on. I mean, there's some things you do think about because we always talk about backwards compatibility for each new console that comes out. But then... It, this all comes back to uh, just preservation, you know, gaming preservation. You can't play these games, especially the older ones, unless you have that hardware or really good emulator. And as we've seen, there are a lot of emulators out there that aren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we saw that too with even... Uh, uh rocks not rockstar is it rockstar uh grand theft auto uh having well, those a hard are time 
Well, those aren't they're not emulated, but they're still having a hard time bringing back those games that came out on the PS2 and the Xbox right. 360 or newer systems and bringing them back out and reselling them, even doing that because that was brought up. Like, yeah, the companies could just do a re-release and and make make it more profitable. But as we see here, even a re-release such as the Get Grand Theft Auto trilogy that they call it is having a hard time doing well on a Nintendo switch because and what hurts it crappy. more is they delist the old version. So you can't yeah. buy the old ones anymore that you can't buy the, the games that work anymore. You can only buy the crap. <laughs> well, I mean, I know they did, they remastered it or whatever you want to call it for the GTA stuff though, too. Yeah, so and, but. And Warcraft three and I think Starcraft two had similar problems. Yeah. Or uh, no, I think it was a remaster. I think a remaster of the original StarCraft. You know, you know, they delisted the old version, put up new versions, and the new versions are garbage. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. And even like we, you know, when I get upset about EA not giving me Madden on the Switch, I mean, to me, I would have fun playing um, a Madden Rewind or something like that, where I could go back to the older games and play them. Even if it was, and I know licensing is an issue because of the players association and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, as a fan, there's got to be something that could be done about those things that you would hope. I mean, they've, they've worked through things, different companies work through things, especially if there's enough, if money's to be made, they'll figure it out essentially. (laughs) <laughs> right and and i think that's where the thing is is when it comes down to these is if there's money to be made then they'll come together to do it and the selling point for each company's version of of uh preservation will be that company's selling point if that makes sense so like yeah we have this everybody has this pile of games that they can share on their consoles but it's that company's own games like nintendo that you will go to nintendo's consoles to play because you want to play nintendo's old games along with all those other games that you want to preserve and play does that make sense yeah that's i think xbox has done the best job so far within their own ecosystem and having pretty much every xbox one game compatible a good but good chunk of 360s and a good handful of ogs uh whereas you know, PlayStation Five has most PS4 games compatible, but then it stops. You know, if you right. want some, if you want PS3 games or PS2 games, you got to go with Now, which isn't the PS best service. Now, yeah. You know, and you know, at, at least up until the PS, you know, PS3 era, you could like buy PS1 games. Then, well, that's an interesting them, pl- play them natively, and then that went away. That's an interesting thought, though, with the PS Now thing. Now, if they could get it right, if they could fix that. And you can play everything, say, from PS3 down to PS1. And you're paying for it. I would be willing to do that on the Nintendo side, where you've got this bulk library that I will pay you monthly fee for to have access to. I would do that. Now, I don't know if I'm alone in this or if there's other things, but that's what I thought NSO would be to a certain extent. You know, I'd be paying monthly and maybe have to increase that to like we see with the expansion pack to add more systems to it. And I'm willing to pay for it. 
But like, I, I'm not sure if that's something I'd pay for, just because you know I normally have other ways to access yeah. these things. Yeah. You know, but you know, but you know, if if they put in games that are like hard to normally acquire, you know, yeah, you know, put in the Earthbounds. SimCity for the SNES. Yeah, then yeah, you know, even if I subscribe for a month or two to play a few games and then cancel, at least I got some benefit out of it. Right. Very yeah. So, I like his. I like where he's going with it, and I think it's just like everything we probably read when the Super Nintendo and the N sixty four came out, <laughs> where there was all this talk about. Um, game design and all that being on one system at the time. I don't know if you remember that at the time, there was a lot of talk of making one system like a VCR or, you know, a CD player where the music industry makes one format that works on one system. And then all of these different companies make the different systems. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. That was something that used to be talked about back in the day. (laughs) And people thought that we'd have it by 2020. Right. It does. It does exist. It's digital. True. That 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 is that is this that is the system and the method that's that is the same for all of them. Everything streaming. That's true. Right. Every, Marty's not going to like Marty's not going to like that. Answer. Everything through a digital app store. Yeah. That's the that's the commonality of it. Now that's the closest that we've ever seen to this kind of this idea of like every every platform has this capacity. Yeah, but you still can't buy. Halo Infinite and play it on your Switch just because of the processor differences and these and compiler differences. Not yet. So, so, not until they yeah. bring cloud to the Switch. Right. One could dream, baby. <laughs> One could dream. Ibisol yeah. says Gyromite. Okay, that's a game that's probably never going to be available any other way because of the requirement of Rob. Or not a bo- with an attitude like that. Or Boktai, right? Of course, I, I did say the same thing about uh, I, I said back in like uh, round table days, we would never see a Pokemon Red and Blue virtual console because they'd have to rewrite the netcode, and I don't think they would be willing to do that. And surprise, they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, games surprise, that, uh, that re- rely more on the hardware, like I was mentioning, Boktai, you know, that relied on the sensor you, that was in the cartridge. Yeah, you had to go outside and get some sunlight. That's going to be harder to do an emulation on <laughs> unless they use time or, you know, rewrite it so that's using more of the, you know, your systems time or your network's time or whatever that would have to be yeah. done or so. dedicate a button to i'm uh, the i'm outside button <laughs> right so or it has maybe there's sensors that are in the switch like the switch uses the infrared camera to detect where you're at you know type of thing but who, it's just those type of things that's where it involves actually hardware. probably feasible if, if they can actually do figure no it's a sun a sun versus an artificial True. I'm yeah. not sure how sensitive that IR camera is. It's done some amazing things, but that would be cool. See a new Yeah, book you can play paper, game. rock, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, Justin, did you have anything before we move on? No, I think you guys kind of nailed that one, actually. Just right. I think preservation is a good idea. <laughs> That's my summary of it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. I guess now on to events. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you guys what? believe this? What can't believe I believe, what? Tim? That Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is celebrating four years. Oh, my mobile. gosh. 
How how did that happen? That I seems know. incredible. Time flies when you're having fun. So much fun. Do either of you still play pocket camp? No, I'd rather pull my eyeballs out with a fork. I, I don't think I ever downloaded it. <laughs> All right. Well, they are celebrating their fourth anniversary and they're doing that by doing some in-game things. Uh, so they got some new campers. Uh, they got some extra items and materi- materials from Gulliver's ship. Um, it says something about uh, load up some extra items and materials on Gulliver's ship and send him to the two new islands that will co- become available. Lone and Pals Island. So Nintendo Pals has an island in the uh, pocket camp, it looks like. <laughs> and Shino and, pa- and the Nintendo Pals Island. <laughs> when the ship returns, you'll be... You'll get souvenirs and the maps need to unlock each new camper will be among the rewards you can obtain. It's just, so if you're still playing that, they just keep bringing back plock as the reward. That's right. So if you're still playing that, I mean, good on you, good on you. And let us know if this was a waste of your time bringing this up or not, <laughs> not this podcast necessarily, but just in general, just this event. No, but I thought it was interesting, you know, cause it is going for four years. We do have a lot of Animal Crossing people out there and, you know, we have our own dad crossing team, you know, they do their Animal Crossing stuff and that channel has been going crazy in Discord. I have not seen anybody talk about Pocket Camp in there, but who knows, maybe this gets them back in there or there's other listeners out there who do play Pocket Camp on their mobile phone because that's what they're able to play on at the time. So I thought that would be interesting to throw out there. And also, since there was no Poke Minutes, I figured I'd throw some Animal Crossing Pocket Camp in there. Smart. Very smart. <laughs> That's it for yeah. the events. There was some Pokemon Go news, but I'm like, nah, I don't think I need to talk about it this week. All right. Well, let's jump into what we've been playing. All right. Uh, Jesse, can you tell me more about Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain Demo. Yes, I, I downloaded it. Was it last night or the night before? I forget when. But I downloaded it the night it launched and was on stream. I think it was only like 15 or 16 minutes. So it didn't give all. And most of the time was set up just setting up my profile. And like one of the one of the questions was it wants to know my, my date, uh, birth date. So I, I, I didn't share my birth date on stream, though mm-hmm. it did still tell you what my age was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. along with it, you kind of give like uh, a saying, like a greeting type of saying, and then a what, what's what's your occupation using very Japanese-like uh, tags. Okay. So it's like middle schooler, high schooler, office worker. And so there wasn't anything really more specific than that you know those one that was like business owner i almost chose that one but i just went with you know and i think like i'm, I'm not quite management so I, I went with the office worker one hey 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 you can be you know dream you could just dream that you know <laughs> don't cut yourself down that's what we do you shouldn't do that to yourself uh, good point anyway so it, it, when it, once you finally go through the setup it gives you the main menu it shows you all the screens of what the main menu of the full game will be like. One of them is completely locked off. Doesn't even tell you what mode it is. Most of the other modes, it'll show you what it is, but it's still locked down. It only gives you access to one mode where you can, you know, play single player 
some single player games or some multiplayer games. And the multi you can choose between touchscreen playing with Joy-Con or or I, Pro controllers. I haven't like obviously I couldn't stream touchscreen, so and but so I did it with the, the Pro controller and only played the single player games where they have I think they have like 14 or 15 different games you can available but you only three of them you can play in this demo so I, I played a game of each of them one of which was I'm trying to remember uh, like they had silhouettes flying around and I had to choose which object was in the silhouette and it started out easy and it got more and more complicated when it added more characters moved them slower and they're constantly overlapping so it's really hard to distinguish them between them uh, one of them was uh, you have to choose the numbers from low to high like on these balloons and these balloons are various sizes but the num value of the number doesn't correspond to the size of the balloon so you can have like a big number four and a small number 81 so you, you have to tap them you know 481 the the you have a time limit the the more you do, the more points you get. And if the more levels you clear, the, the difficulty will get harder. The event got to the point where it started throwing in negative numbers at me. So I had like negative 81, negative 36, negative 12, 5, 81. You know, things like that. And of course, that game would be a lot faster on touchscreen. Some, some, you know, using the, the pro controller to even... I had to move it just to get a cursor to show up. It's default to you don't have a cursor at all, and then you get to move it to where you need to. So it's kind of slowed me down a little bit. Gotcha. And I don't remember what the first game was at all, so I can't speak to that one. <laughs> that was the one I did the, the least uh, well on, so I probably didn't leave an impression. But again, so that that, and then uh, when you're done with each of the games, it says do you want to go to the eShop page. If you choose to do so, you can pre-order it. I think it's thirty bucks for the whole game. Do you think it's? Do you think based on what you've seen, is it worth it? I think so. I, you know, okay. if it was sixty, I would say no, definitely not. But you know, it's they have it priced as a budget title, and it has what I would expect from a well-made budget title. It's kind of nice for them to be recognizing it's a budget title, right? Nintendo is typical to like more likely try and gouge you right more than anything else but for them to recognize it's a budget title yeah. is kind of kind of remind, kind of like like the voice of cards that was also a budget type budget game mm -hmm. and i probably would have paid 60 dollars for that one but right. <laughs> and i did play the hell out of it and maxed everything out but uh but but, but definitely glad it was was a cheaper price so yeah i think i'm still on the fence of whether i'm going to pick this one up or not you know mm -hmm. this and Danganronpa. They both come out on the same day. So it depends on what's going on with the other games that's coming out next week, I guess. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, I see you have another game, or a couple other games on here as well. Yeah, so the next game I want to talk about, I, I talked about this a few weeks ago, the Zelda 2 Amidas Curse. It's a ROM hack of the original Zelda 2, which kind of gives new maps, new overworld, new dungeon layouts, new art for the dungeons, and new music. So I was playing it along with one of the, our patrons. Uh, he's the one who recommended it to me. And I don't think he ever finished it, but I got to 
you know, when I stopped two weeks ago, I got to a stuck point where I kept on getting knocked, getting hit by flying things that knocked into the pit. In fact, I think I pl- tried playing it a little bit during a- Extra Life and had the same problem. Then I realized, oh, this is a fairy dungeon. The game probably wants me to just turn into a fairy and fly over everything. So when I did that, I was able to pass that dungeon. And then there was like two extra dungeons after that that I beat. So I ended up, I did end up completing the game. And oh, that nice. was fun. So uh, it uh, definitely is easier than the original Zelda game. It doesn't. It really does. It doesn't kill you at the end, like with the brutal difficulty. You know, if you're familiar with how to, with the original game, then it, it, how you approach the, each enemy is similar. But I think things like the, the Firebird, I think they made that easier. Because I remember when I played that earlier this year on the NES Classic, no, on the NSO, I had to exploit the rewind function a dozen times before I could beat it. Mm. Where I, I I played this on the NES Classic, and uh, I doesn't have a rewind feature, but it does have a save state feature. So I did sit, ha, sit, make a save state before that boss and had to reload it two or three times, but at least it wasn't 12 times. But I also made a save state before the final boss, and, and I didn't even need it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. So yeah, if you if you are interested in ROM hacks, give that one a, a look. That one looks pretty good. In fact, I also picked up a, a new release of Final Fantasy VI ROM hack that I plan on playing if I can find the time. What's it, the hack for that one? Uh, it, I don't remember the name of it. I have to look it up. But apparently, it's a very popular ROM hack in Japan, which does add uh, new summons, new quests, new new areas to explore, and it kind of uh, smooths out the difficulty curve. And uh, and what the recent release is is an English translation patch to the Japanese ROM hack. Oh, okay. So that that's why I caught my attention so i think i'll gotcha. try some of that next week and see how it goes cool okay and then the last game i wanted to talk about again is hexseed i've talked about this the last few weeks uh, you know hexseed is a free to start free to or free to play game which you get like six or seven hundred puzzles it's kind of like minesweeper but on a hex grid instead of a square grid which then also adds a diff, some extra rules to it. It's not just straight. How count the adjacent squares? Should Otherwise, this be on the switch? This is on the switch. Oh, this is on the switch. Okay, yeah, this is on the switch. You know, and it, it, it's 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 a free to play for the first like five or six hundred puzzles. Okay. Then they have twelve DLC bundles. Released that started on the last October Friday of October when the game launched, and a new one will release on the last Friday of every subsequent month until September next year. You can buy them one at a time for a dollar each, or season pass it for nine dollars. I chose to opt in for the nine dollars and played through the first season pass. So I've completed the game up to this point. I can't do anything else other than replaying the existing puzzles. And it does tell me that the next set, if I go to the next, where the next set of puzzles will show up, it says these will unlock in six days and three hours or whatever the time is. 
I'm going to have to look into this because Nora really likes uh, pick cross games. Like oh, she'll like this then. So, <laughs> yeah. And again, it, it, the, the base game is free. No okay. reason to not download it and give it a try. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to and, send this over her way. And then even if you like it, the most money you'll ever put into it is 12 bucks. Right. <laughs> and like even right. if they charged me twelve dollars for the base game and de- free DLC, I I wouldn't have been upset at paying twelve dollars for the base game. <laughs> It'd be yeah, cool if all... I could get that for as a gift. Like if there was some sort of digital code I could get to for her to get the nine dollar right, thing. But that, you can't really do that on the Switch, and especially if it's a free game. Yeah, <laughs> be nice the... if I can do that, Nintendo. Come on, Doug. I know you're watching. I know you watch all our podcasts, just in our whole, uh, you know, community of podcasts. Okay, that, that <laughs> those are that's what I've been playing this week. Nice, Tim. How about you? So I've been playing uh, some more Animal Crossing, just a little bit, not as much as our community has been, because I've been busy with work and and moving stuff. So, but it is a good game to jump into late at night. You know, when I want to sit and relax, I can just sit there, catch up on some of the. Redesigns I've been doing on my own island. I haven't even touched uh, the happy home, the happy designer thing. You know that mm-hmm. I haven't even touched that yet. Uh, I just still been having fun with the 2.0 stuff that has come through. So, uh, and in fact, I even met uh, what's her name as far as as part of the DLC, uh, where you know she comes to your, your airport and you get introduced by Tom Nook and stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just fly to our island and then say you want to do your work." I'm like, okay, and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so I haven't done that DLC stuff yet. But um, I'm just happy to be back in Animal Crossing. It's still fun, so especially with these new updates. I've been playing more Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic because I never got to play it when it originally came out. So I'm so happy it's out for the Switch. I play that on the go, keep playing. I can save it at any point in the game and come back where I left off. And that is I'll, that is perfect for me in RPGs. <laughs> so now, yes, I know with Breath of the Wild, I haven't jumped back into that <laughs> and beat that one yet. <laughs> but Knights of the Old Republic, I don't think is as long of a game as Breath of the Wild. So um, I'm having fun being able to jump that, into that as well. And I know that with Death Death's Door coming soon and knocking at my door, <laughs> in the coming week or two um i'll be probably playing that too so that will probably get moved down but i it is something that's still on my switch and i'm still loving the story that i'm playing and are following along in, in that game so again i highly recommend it if you haven't played yet or if you haven't played in a long time this is a very capable very good looking game for the switch for playing on the go this game so and then finally uh if you know me in my in the games I like to play, I love playing racing games. So I had to play Forza Horizon 5. I had to. So I fired that up via the cloud, via my PC, uh, through the browser. And for one, uh, I'm using I got my c- uh, controller hooked up through the USB plug, but for one, it's playing great. Um as if I had an Xbox, I did not have any problems, no slowdowns. I'm run, I'm driving super fast and, and it's running great. So it's, 
thumbs up to again Microsoft for doing great on their uh, cloud gaming stuff. Uh, now I, I haven't tried it on my phone yet, so and that's wireless. So with my computer, I um, it's hardwired so through the Ethernet. So I imagine that helps, <laughs> but I do want to try it, see how it works out when I try to play it on my phone as well through the cloud. Um, but I have to say. This game is phenomenal. I can see why everybody's loving for, for uh, Forza Horizon 5. And it's just what I've been playing so far. It's absolutely great. In fact, I tried Forza Horizon 4 when I got xCloud. And I liked it, but it still had... It doesn't feel the same as 5. I'll just say that. As soon as I got into 5 and the way they drop you into the game and how you start playing it and how you get into it. It seems similar to four, how I remember starting off in that game, but it just, everything just seems smoother. Everything seems more intuitive. Um, and I'm just, and I'm just having fun. Whereas four felt still more of the simulation side to me, five does not. And you can switch the game to be more simulation. If you like simulation where here, I still have it set to, I think standard settings, to where I still have some assistance on uh, where it shows me where I need to break uh, or take a corner a little slower and stuff like that. And because I don't play Forza games that much, that helps me tremendously and it, make, it helps me to have more fun with this game. So if there's any way that you can play this game and you like racing games, I highly recommend you jump into Forza Horizon 5. Uh, I know it's not a Nintendo game, but hey, <laughs> it's excellent. And, and maybe if I can, if things are running well, maybe I can do some recording of it and put it up on as well. So you guys can see how it runs through the cloud. Well, Tim, speaking of non-Nintendo games brought to you by the cloud, uh, this week, you know, if you've been playing Forza, I'm going to be transparent with you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, welcome to the Xbox dads uh, because I was playing some Halo Infinite uh, this uh, week as well. It shadow dropped on Monday. Uh, I shouldn't say shadow drop because there was some kind of rumors about it beforehand uh, as Xbox celebrated their 20 years. And I thought they did a great job with that. Um, so I got an opportunity to play it. And again, I am playing it on um, X um, game pass. Now the game is actually free to play. I believe to everyone, regardless of actually if you have um, Game Pass or not. Am I correct on that, Tim? Do you know? I'm pretty sure it is. You probably need Game Pass to access it on streaming, but oh, I'm, I missed the thing. I was reading someone's comment, so it's okay. I am fairly sure Halo Infinite is free to play, like completely free to play. Oh, completely free to play. Yeah, you don't need game pass to access it or anything i believe can you double check that but nonetheless check that i have game pass ultimate so i actually fired it up on my laptop i jumped in for you know i like my apex legends you know i like my fortnite you know i like my overwatch so you bet your bottom dollar that i'm gonna jump into some halo and that's exactly what i did ladies and gentlemen i am here to tell you i am not very good at halo (laughs) 
Uh, it's been a while since I played Halo multiplayer and it could show. Uh, and I will tell you, I was playing it again. I was playing it on uh, the cloud beta gaming. I played it on my Lenovo ThinkPad here. Uh, there were some glitches. I had definitely some uh, connection issues. We were talking about in the pre-show that maybe my computer's just a little bit outside that re- re- reach. But I have a video right now. We have a video on our YouTube channel. You can watch that as well. But then actually later I draw, uh, man, the, the future gaming is so crazy. I opened up my uh, my iPad. Connected my uh, my Xbox controller to it, and I was playing it on my iPad, which was a really cool experience. Um, such a such a revolutionary again the idea of play anywhere. Uh, Halo Infinite yes. was it, Halo yes, Infinite is free um, for the multiplayer part. The campaign is yep. sixty dollars. Yeah, completely free. So if you are like a person like me who likes multiplayer shooters. You can pick this up right now for free. There's a battle pass. You can monetize all that good stuff. Things that you're similar with PUBG or Apex or Fortnite. Same methodology. Uh, I love the fact that I can jump with members of our community. I can play. I can jump with Sean Capri. I can play. Play with some friends who I know have Xbox. That is such an awesome thing. And I'm really excited for that. So Halo Infinite, very, very yep. cool. I will, I'm sure next week I'm going to talk more about that with Sean. Let's yeah, they go. have so the multiplayer, how they're making the money, like you said, is through the different uh, currencies that you can buy in the game. So, like, there's, you know, $5, $10, $20, $60, and $100 for yeah. whatever this currency is, the Halo credits that you can yeah. buy. Yep. Uh, Blurpy24 YouTube, how are you playing on your, your iPad? So I went to my browser and I typed in uh, Xbox Game Pass Cloud. Uh, and I have uh, the cloud uh, game. I have Game Pass, so I have the cloud access to it. Um, and then you kind of install the, the launcher to your, to your uh, desktop of your iPad. I have an Xbox controller, which I Bluetooth synced it. And I was off the races. It was done and dusted in less than three minutes. Um, so that is how you can do it. Uh, there are some great videos out there as well. Super easy to sync up as well. Um, such a cool idea. Well, talking about Nintendo games I've been playing, as I mentioned earlier, I have been playing uh, The Ruined King, A League of Legends Story. This is a strategy RPG. Um, this is a big game. It's like 11 gigs, pretty close to 11 gigs to download. Uh, they do a tremendous job in the art story or sorry, the art direction, the storytelling. Um, and it is what you would t- traditionally see from a, an RPG or, st- or strategy RPG. Uh, you're building a party, you're leveling up, you've got special abilities. Um, you know, you can actually change the impact of your abilities and that will actually change where you are kind of on the timeline this is uh, of when who's going to strike next, right? So do I want to do a light tack, which kind of cools down and get more of them quicker? Or do I want to do a heavy? Um, there's some very, very cool elements to it. Um, I've put about two and a half hours into it. I've really been enjoying it. The other part of it is I will say that, you know, and I'm again, I've only two and a half hours and I've met three, four characters. Um, and then as you kind of, so I'll say this, they start off with like one character, you learn the backstory, you get like some cool cinematics, some cartoon cutscenes, some really great voiceover work. You kind of have a scene with her. And then it's like, they cut to another character later, a new character, and you get the backstory, the scene, like a lot of this cut cinematics, a lot of like, a lot of interstitial that are shown in some big story cutscenes, which are great. And the stories are cool. The art direction is cool. All of it's very cool, but I'm like, I feel of this two and a half hours that I have been playing, 
I would say 50% of it feels like it's been cutscenes that I have watched to create this, but I love the world that they're building. It's very, very cool. Uh, so that normal is- for our bigger, bigger for RPGs. Like if, if you start of a persona game, like you can go an hour with before you actually go into a fight. Yeah. And I know Jesse, you and I don't agree on a lot of games and that's okay. Cause I have good taste. Um, but here's what I would suggest, right? I would, uh, I'd recommend you take a look at this cause I think you're going to like it. And again, I think it's on game pass or I, I, I don't think it is. I, okay. I thought it was okay. I could be wrong, but yeah, I'll, um, I'll check on the console and the web is kind of okay. hard to tell. Okay. Check it out. Cause I, I really do think, as I look at it, I'm like, I think this is definitely a game that you would like. I know that, you know, like Chris Tail, you and I liked, which was kind of interesting um, at different points. But I think you might like this one. Well, I like the demo. I never got around to playing the full game. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you should try it. So I would definitely me- I would definitely recommend uh, Ruined King, a League of Legends story. The other game that I have been playing, and Jesse, you played this game also, is The yes. Wild at Heart, which was or is currently available on Xbox Game Pass as well, correct? Still, I, I, I think I actually... No, yeah, this was a Game Pass game. That yeah. I would, I didn't purchase it. Um, whether it still is or not, I can't say. It, it probably okay. is. They, they probably yeah. have at least a, a a year before they get phased out. Yeah, uh, it launched this week, and it also launched on PlayStation as well. Um, this is a heavily inspired. There is no doubt, yes. Pikmin Pikmin orientated game. Yeah, as I like, said, it scratches the itch. Yeah, if you have a if you have a Pikmin itch, of course, get yourself checked by your doctor. Uh, but this definitely does it. This is a very cool, cool game. Um, I love kind of the art style that's going. But you are collecting as opposed to Pikmin; they're known as spiritlings, and you have the ability with your spiritlings to command them to break stuff, collect loot, fight enemies, build new paths. Sound familiar? Because it sounds like, sounds like Pikmin, right? Um, Jesse, how far into to it did you get? I finished it. Do you, how, do you mind me asking how long it was? Do you remember off the top of your uh, head? Thinking in the 20 to 25 hour range. Okay. Maybe, uh, okay. maybe I'm getting high. Yeah. So I'm a couple hours into it. I'm going to say this as a, and we have a let's play of, of it coming out tomorrow. Check it on our channel. If I remember, the, I'll try to load it up and see what my playtime was. Yeah. If it still shows with, me. In the first 30, within the first 10 minutes or five minutes, when you're introduced to this character, it grabs you like it, 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 it instantly, I think as a parent, as a father, the story grabs you very, very quickly. And you're very engaged emotionally. Uh, And they have a beautiful art design or sorry, I apologize. Well, beautiful art side, beautiful um, use of music and score and uh, background sounds to begin to tell the story without telling the story and the detail in regards to like what's in the room, what's in the house, what's around you begins to paint a scene and you immediately begin to jump to conclusions beforehand. And it's really, really interesting. Um, I will tell you, like I said, like if you watch my let's play within the first five minutes, I'm like, I almost feel like I'm going to start crying. Like this is a really amazing story. Um, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Again, if you have that pick minute, this is so Pikmin in a action adventure exploring game with kids. And it's also like at this, like it feels like it's set kind of in the early nineties, maybe like early nineties. Cause in this kid's room, there is a, like, I want to believe 
uh, X-Files poster that I remember having in my room as a kid. Like I literally (laughs) had that poster. Um, He has like a Super Nintendo laying down on the ground. He has to pick up a, I think it's called the Game Bunny, which is obviously a play on the Game Boy. Um, I'm also very curious if there was a different version created for Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know. Um, I'll have to look because I don't remember... I don't remember. If he's any got of the this. Anymore. He's got this backpack, which is like again. If you want to talk about inspiration, this is literally the poltergeist backpack from uh, Luigi's Mansion. Like it sucks things, it blows things. Like this game takes some of the coolest elements from Nintendo franchises, like Pikmin, like Luigi's Mansion, pulls it together. It's so cool uh, and kind of quirky and kind of kind of crazy and weird, but I am loving it. Like both these games, Ruined King and um, The Wild at Heart are completely opposites of each other. The Venn diagram that they share is they are both on the Nintendo console, um, but they are both tremendously cool games. And I would absolutely recommend both of them. The challenge I have right now, and I think Jess, you talked about it as well. And, and Tim, we've literally got death door knocking at our door in a couple of days from now and i know we're all excited to jump into that as well but do not miss do not sleep do not pass on either of these games that is the wild at heart and ruined king and of course maybe you're like me you like to use the uh, the wish list maybe put these in a wish list right now maybe it'll go on sale in a little bit when you have more time these are these are absolute don't miss and if you're wondering more and you want to see more head over to our youtube channel where i have let's plays and first looks of both of those games uh the wild at hearts coming out tomorrow Ruined King, I believe, was launched yesterday as well. Yeah, Death Store comes out on Tuesday. And Death Store comes out on Tuesday. (laughs) And then Loop Hero comes out the week after. I mean, like, come on. We are getting just bombarded with amazing content. And I'm still... I think Loop Hero is uh, the TGA day. Uh, Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Wild at Heart, console only on Game Pass. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. I see that as well um yeah the wild at heart yeah it's a very it's very very cool uh but heavily game pass does have it on pc as well Mm, okay okay because it does say pc uh ladies and gentlemen that is what we have been playing uh let's jump into the community spotlight Timothy, do you want to continue to run this one for us for a community spotlight? What's going on? I sure can. I'd be happy to for the Nintendo Dad's family of podcasts. The updates are as follows. Retro Logic, of course, that's Dan, Datfast John, and third strongest mole, Sam. They host this week's episode number 58, and they talk about Blast Corpse, retrospective feature featuring our very own friend, Hambone Johnny, or how Sammy likes to call him, Bone Johnny. Um, <laughs> new. Uh, they also talk about a new game on their show, and I talk about they play a new game on the show called Spot the Fake. Um so not just prices retro, they also have spot the fake. And then what game is deeply meaningful to you is their topic. And it features our friend from all in uh, podcast, $2 hero, Seth. And don't forget to go to their retrologic.game site to see what kind of merchandise they have, as well as read their blogs, which Sam does a really good job at doing there. We also have our end dads after dark guys who have episode 71 out there and this week they you can score with the dads and that's not just scoring but that's the candy bar score because they talk about candy bars they did there 
<laughs> tricky. Yes. So the holiday season is in full swing and John and Drew are ready with possibly the weirdest topic set yet, but it's going to be so much fun. They said, so they have a topic. They have eight topics where they talk about how scary is the strangers. The legend of Zelda game and watch is here and it's spectacular problematic save points in gaming minecraft drama and being a parent as kids reach the teen years or as kids reach the teen years guess that world record candy bar taste test club nintendo games that you loved but just can't play a second time and number one their holiday mayhem tournament announced speaking of which the holiday mayhem tournament that they announced is the monthly mayhem that they run for us here at the Nintendo dads. And they've done for how many years now? Probably two, two. two? <laughs> it seems like forever now, but I they think this have, is the third holiday season. Yes. So they've got two games going right now. They have a versus play online uh, using, and this is both, both sides are using the N- newly NSO expansion pack. Uh, stuff so one side of it is versus play online which is using the n64 mario tennis game where you have to sign up by tomorrow if you're watching now or listening now or if you're listening when we drop in the podcast by hopefully today friday it's you have to sign up by 6 p.m eastern standard time if not you're gonna have to sweet talk the gentleman to see if they'll let you in uh, but it's a head-to-head Mario Tennis, and more wins equals more points, and the winner gets $15 eShop credit. The other option is to do solo play offline of the Genesis game Gunstar Heroes. So play Gunstar Heroes as one player. Uh, you play one. You play the game Gunstar Heroes, you get one point. Each level completed is five points. Beat the game, you get a plus 10 points, and total points equals 30 and you're entered into the lottery drawing for Gunstar Heroes. And the lottery drawing, of course, gets you uh, 10 bucks. Yeah. I'm not eligible shop. for the prize, but I might check that game that game out. Yes. So you have a couple options, and you can do both. It's just whatever the higher points are is what you'll get uh, your prize for, because you can't win both. All right, moving on. Game Pass News. Sean and Nick do episode 28, and actually that will drop sometime this weekend, I think, uh, where they talk some Xbox news, including Xbox's 20th uh, birthday. They also talk some Halo with their special guest, Luke Lore, our friend as well, Insipid Ghost. They had him on and they had a good time. I got to catch the um, uh, towards the end of their live broadcast of the show, and it was pretty cool to see Luke on there. And they all look like they were having a good time. So I believe you can go watch their replay of it on their YouTube channel and probably still up on their Twitch channel as well. Uh, or you can just wait for their podcast to drop this weekend. And then last but not least is the dinner table. If you're listening to this, this will be going live Friday night. That's tomorrow if you're watching live or tonight, if you're listening when it drops Friday, or you might've missed it and you can look for the podcast feed. <laughs> but in any case, we got the dinner table going live where we will be doing all about Metroid Dread uh, spoilers. So 
there will be nothing else talked. Well, we'll talk about other things, of course. So whatever naturally comes, we'll talk about it. But the main topic, the main dish for this episode is the Metroid Dread spoilers. I will be going through screenshots and videos of what I was able to take through my gameplay to help kind of guide our discussion and our conversations through it and uh, just have a good time talking about it. So it could be a couple hours. It could be all night. I could be, you know, closing up shop at six o'clock in the morning when we're done talking about the game. Who knows? However long it takes, however long everybody could survive. But that will be this month's dinner table episode. And again, it drops every third Friday of every month um, is when we do the dinner table and you can join You don't have to be a podcaster to join. You can be a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber in our Discord and come chit-chat with us during those uh, dinner tables. And that is it for the family of podcasts. Wow, that is some great stuff. Some amazing content, as always, uh, for people to jump into. All right, let's jump into our questions from the community. No, no no, no, No bumper here. Come on, come on, come on, bunny. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that bumper, but like, serious. All right. All right. Mecha Dragon asks, first time for everything, but here I have a sort of vent email to send to you, dads. No, not to you, but to the state of PS5 and the other next generation consoles, to be exact. It's been about a year since the Xbox Series S and X and PS5 came out in the market, and they're still next to impossible to purchase, especially on the PS5, which Sony claims has sold millions, but yes, most are probably in scalpers' hand. When these consoles first came out, I knew it wasn't the right time to release these things. We were still in peak COVID and the chip shortage had only started. I can tell from this that they'll be spelled disaster for these next gen consoles. And I was right. Now it's been a year and it hasn't been any easier to get these things. In fact, Best Buy recently thought it'd be cute to start a $200 subscription just to give you a chance to buy the darn thing. Honestly, got to the point where just looking at a PS5 kind of gets me upset now. Call it jealousy, I guess. I go on forever, but I'll stop here. I guess my question to you dads is this week, is there, yeah, this, this is the week that after a year has passed, do you think, still think it has a good time for Sony and Microsoft to release their consoles? Or do you still believe that there's, there that, that is time for an upgrade? Sorry to mess the words uh, up there. Looking forward to the thought. So did Microsoft and Sony make the right call to upgrade when we did in what we know to be true now? Gents, what do you guys think? I, I don't think, think it go, go ahead, Jesse. Go, you go. <laughs> I was going to say uh, at this time and uh, of everything going on, there is no right time. What they did, I think is what they had to do and just get it out there. And yes, there's a chip shortage and all companies are dealing with it. Not just Sony, not just Microsoft, not just Nintendo, but everybody is, everybody's having a hard time getting their cars out, getting their, getting the seats out that heat those cars all these components that require chips uh, are having a hard time uh, catching up just because everything shut down during COVID. You know, we, we knew that was going to come that some, something was going to. Well, I, so down. here's, here's the argument I would kind of maybe say to that um, Tim. So if we think of, of, of November, 2020 and COVID really began kind of March, 2020 is when the world began to lock down. Both these companies had been kind of beginning their marching towards 
this date of November 2020, not knowing what was on the horizon, not knowing what COVID was, not knowing the impacts of COVID, how long COVID was, right? They had these things kind of set in motion. So, you know, when we look at like that time, they didn't know there'd be a chip shortage, right? The chip shortage began after they had already gone into production um, and has only that problem has only become further kind of grown over the last year. Um, I fully believe that Microsoft and Sony are probably hoping that COVID would have been done by now. Chip shortage would have been resolved, right? And that you'd have them uh, on it. But as we're moving into a second year of a global pandemic, right? I think, unfortunately, the reality is, is they made a a call knowing they, they made a decision based on what they knew then to be true. Right. And that's the reality of all these things, whether we're parents, whether we're companies, whether we're governments, we make the best decisions we can with what we knew to be true at the time. And I think both Microsoft and Sony did that. Um, Do they wish they had more? Yeah, I'm sure they do. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, I I think the argument more here, more than anything else, Mecca could be, did Nintendo make the right decision to create a brand new console, the OLED in smack in the middle of a well, something we don't know about, too, is was the chip shortage impact an impact on their decision to do the OLED or what we know as the Nintendo OLED versus the Super uh, Super Switch with a newer processor? But because they couldn't get these processors, they decided, well, let's back that up. Let's just do the newer screens and call it a day. Yeah. We won't know that until 10 years from now. But, yeah. you know, it, everything's impacted and my saying is is that yeah they could have said you know what we're not going to release it that christmas in 2020 and and postpone it to this christmas let's say mm-hmm. but they still would have been impacted because then they wouldn't have had any chips <laughs> and yeah. they probably would have had to postpone it even further well and you have to remember like and also game development the marching orders they were kind of given for the games they were developing also were like hey build for playstation 5 right miles morales has to be at launch date right these things are these things are lockstep in those decisions that they're yeah. making, right? It's unfortunate that you that you still can't get the consoles, right? And I'm that's that does suck, right? When you want them and you can't get them, that absolutely, absolutely is is tough to handle for sure. Yeah, I think if yeah, I think yes, they needed to because the, you know the the PS4 and the Xbox One has been on a down selling less as you know the Switch recently launched and selling more. Yeah. And so they needed to get new life into into it, but had they not and continued with the with the last generation, I think we'd still have the same problem just with the PS4 and the Xbox One as opposed to PS5. You know, they would yeah. still have chip shortages and shipping problems, and I think they would still sell out whatever they can get out. Is just with well, we- the previous generation. We would definitely see what we're seeing with the new systems that are coming out now, you know, like the play date in the, in the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. being and, delayed and a few months. And the Miko, yeah. So because of all of these, they can't get chips. So these are all being pushed forward. So they got in because, one, they were already planning to do it, not like they had to get in sooner in order to avoid this it was already this was already in the works this was something they were already planning on doing and it just so happened they got in while there was chips available why they already had their supplies and then now their supplies are running out because of the covid pandemic putting a pause on the development of those processors so it just it is what it is unfortunately i mean i've for me personally yes i if if there was more PS5s available, 
I probably would have got one day one when they first originally came out. But because of the shortages and the limited availability of them and all this craziness about them, I got to a point where it's like, you know what? Maybe I don't need a PS5 because I'm already having a hard enough time playing games as it is with just one system or even my Switch and PS4. And now I've got Xbox Cloud. There's plenty of places to play games for me personally. So it's like my other two systems collect dust. I don't, I, I, yeah, I barely boot the PlayStation. I do boot up the Xbox every once in a while to see what's doing Game Pass. Right. My daughter was able to get one. So, but. She was able to, you know, as soon as I found out GameStop was going to have a thing, she was there hitting that refresh button, waiting for that to come up. There there is a speculation (laughs) that uh, like Best Buy, Walmart, like the bigger retailers have been kind of hoarding them in their warehouses. So they have a bunch available for Black Friday. We'll find out next week if that is or not. So, yeah, my my for me, it's like I've. I've decided to just wait for the inevitable refresh of the PS5 system, you know, the slim version or maybe a themed version. Like if there's a God of War Ragnarok version that comes out, I'll probably try to jump on that. But that's where I am at with it. Yeah, it's good. Good question, Mecha Dragon. I appreciate that. And hopefully you can find one as well. Uh, Last question comes from our Patreon. Bruce Patterson asks, hey, dear snack dads. Can poutine be a snack? Bruce Patterson's a great question. As a Canadian, I'm proud to say poutine can be any meal you want it to be. Yes. You want it to be a snack? Oh, it can be a snack. I've had a poutine snack, right? Wasn't meant to be a poutine snack, but it kept going. And then it transitioned to a poutine meal and I just kept eating. You can have poutine all time. Let me tell you, recently I had an eggs Benedict poutine. And let I me tell you, ask you if you can add eggs to is, it and be a breakfast. Oh yeah. There's an entire, like you, like, Poutine, you can do so much it. too. Yeah. Base poutine is is chips or sorry, fries, cheese, cheese curds, and gravy. That's your that's your like, that's the staple. But I recently had one where they put a poached egg on top of it with some holiday sauce. And that was like a poutine breakfast. That sounds and, awesome. Oh my gosh, it was like the best thing ever. I want that. That does sound amazing. Oh I yeah. It, it was like poutine, poutine. Oh man. Good, where do I need poutine. to go for this? Where do I need to go? Canada, go to Costco. I mean, this is this is so bad. Costco makes a pretty good poutine for like four yeah. bucks. It's a pretty good poutine. Yeah, there's four there's bucks. actually you know how you got Taco Bell. There's yeah, a you need to have the dollar a year membership to get in. Yeah, well, that's fair. There's a poutine place over at the uh, mall in Windsor. Whenever we go over there, mm-hmm. um, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's a fries place. But that on their menu is just a whole poutine list. Poutineries. Yeah, yeah. It's just. And it's my favorite place yep. to go to every time we go over there. We got we have a couple of them here in Lethbridge as well. They're very common poutineries, especially as you get closer over to like the, the Ontario, Quebec area. Uh, there are more and more of them as well. It's kind of as memory serves, Quebec is kind of where it started as well, actually. So all those poutine talks make me really, you know, I'm in the mood for like the five guys. Fries. I had five guys actually stay oh, for yeah. lunch. I can be honest with you. It's pretty good. <laughs> I might fat, do that tomorrow you know when I'm driving with my son. <laughs> yeah. And hey, just for just for you, uh, UK listeners, because I know you listen as well. Right. You're like, ah, oh, poutine. Come on. Now. I got one for you. And all the UK folks be like, ah, oh, yeah. Little chips, cheese and curry. You know what I'm saying? Chips, cheese and curry. And that is two o'clock after a couple too many pints. You're getting ready to walk home. You're getting ready to stagger home and you need something to use some soakage. Chips, cheese and curry. Ooh, we let me and tell for you. me. If you're in the U.S., nachos. 
or yeah, nachos is just perfect, right? It's a good staple for everything. Or some other tater tots. That reminds me of a, a, bar, a, a, a bar I used to play poker at had these, these this item called hillbilly nachos. Mm. Yeah, those are tater tots. Yeah. It, well, not they used waffle fries. Oh, okay. All right. They were amazing. Those are good too. Well, anything smothered like potato. Yeah. <laughs> it could be fries. It could be waffle fries. It could be tater tots. Yeah. And you're smothering it with some awesome stuff. It's probably going to be good. So I want to answer this question. Uh, Mecha Dragon asks, so can so poutine is Canada's version of fast food. Let me be clear here, Mecha Dragon. Um, <laughs> poutine in Canada is essentially anywhere that you can find ch- uh, fries being offered, right? So you go to McDonald's or Dairy Queen, they will have an offering of poutine. So you can get regular fries and then typically a poutine as well, right? So anywhere there's fast food, but you can go to like a normal restaurant. Like I go to a pub for maybe a dinner or whatever, can I have a burger? And they're like, fries? Absolutely fries. Do you want to make it a poutine? Yes, I do. Right. And so it's just an added like an extra two bucks. No. <laughs> Why would you say no? Right. So it's an extra $2. You make it a poutine. So it's very common. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to the keg and being like, and can I get a poutine? Right. But for the most place, any restaurant that offers uh, fries for the most part probably offers a poutine you can yes. get it at you can get it at a fast food like a dairy queen or a wendy's or a mcdonald's um but you can also go to like a restaurant or a sit down place and have a good poutine as well it like is new york fries at the uh devonshire mall devonshire yeah. mall where i get it from yep yeah they and there the are poutine. and there are specific restaurants that are what we would call poutineries where that is their specialty thing. And they will offer like, oh, this is poutine with bacon in it. And this is poutine with, uh, you know, uh, hamburger. And this is poutine with uh, curry or or chicken, right? So they have all kinds of different offerings as well. So you, can actually buy, you can <laughs> actually buy a poutine kit yep. from New York Fries. You can make poutine very easily. Like if you just have, we did, we did, we did homemade poutine one day. It's super easy. You get fries, you get cheese curds, which you can get at your local market and then do like a beef gravy uh, that you pour over top of it. Let it just melt a little bit. Boom. Uh, Poutine will kill you. Yes. Chris 94. Yes. Chris NHL. My, uh, (laughs) my uh, great white North uh, Canadian buddy. Hey, there, Chris Poutine. eh? Eh, What's going on? You hockey hoser. Hey, you know, yes. It's not something you want to eat daily or weekly. No, 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 no. no. I mean, you want to, you you will die. You will die. It will kill you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Folks, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, welcome to cholesterol dads. (laughs) <laughs> right this will be the shortest podcast ever but absolutely uh, a couple of things i want to add throw to your attention uh before we head out here a couple of deals that i'd be remiss if i did not say it i'm gonna start with this one and i'm gonna hear all the boo get out of here shut up we don't like you if you are a person who's thinking about potentially buying google stadia and you do not reside in canada Tomorrow is Stadia's second birthday, and they are having an amazing blowout where you can get the Stadia Premium Edition, for which is the controller and the USB dongle that you put in the back of your TV or monitor or whatever for $22.22. $22.22. That is about 75% off the regular say, price right now. This used to be like $80, right? You can jump into Google Stadia. So if you're on the fence post about it, maybe you want to jump in, jump in. Maybe you've seen some of our coverage on Stadia. No, they are not supporting the show. I'm just saying it right now. You can absolutely do it. 
stocking stuffers. I think like there, there is a great jumping in point. Uh, and for our Canadian folks, I don't know if maybe they're offering us a different deal, but I can tell you they're not offering us a 22, 22 uh, deal as well. So check that. Maybe it'll out. be 33, 33. Yeah. And it's this, what I was trying to tell you guys earlier the uh, Stadia controller works with my Chromecast with Google TV. That's the yep. newest Google TV thing that they got uh, with that comes with the dongle and the remote. Yep. And you can just download an app to that and I can play Google Stadia games here on my TV with that. Uh, Chris says, is a Google Stadia, uh, is it on sale in Canada? It So we watched or I connected with a show called the Nerf Report and they do a lot of cloud gaming and they said that the deal starts tomorrow, but it's like every country and they literally said excluding Canada. Uh, so I don't understand why, uh, but Chris 94, if you've got friends in the US, like, like any of the friends on this podcast I'm looking at, they could buy it for you and they could mail it to you and it would still be cheaper than you buying it in Canada. All right. So even with our, with our with our crummy conversion rate, Tim's like literally saying DM him right now and he'll help set you up. All right. It should be hitting around midnight tonight as well. Uh, so, again, check that out. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if you didn't that. I'm probably going to bite out of that for that price. Yeah, just absolutely. Worst case scenario, $20 controller. Yep, exactly. Even if I it's don't a controller. It's, it's a great <laughs> controller. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, tomorrow, Pokemon. Shiny diamond and brilliant it, pearl. Nope, that's actually wrong. brilliant. It actually launched 15 minutes ago. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Chris 94 says, I don't have friends in Canada. You have friends in the U.S., Tim. So, or sorry, Chris. Tim will buy it for you and he you, he will mail it to you if you just send him the money. All right. It's not that hard. Hey, you're just right over the border. Over there, like the 50 Toronto. bucks Canadian. Chris, you're like don't six give hours me away BS. from me. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Pokemon launches. So expect for more coverage in Pokemon coming up soon. Uh, and as well, ladies and gentlemen, the Nintendo Switch or the Nintendo eShop has some banger of deals. Over a thousand games are currently being uh, on sale right now as we move into Black Friday and Cyber Monday coming up here in a little over a week as well. Make sure you check that eShop. Go over, do some wish list items, put them on there. I've seen some games running as deep as 85% off some pretty big games. Uh, so check that stuff out. If you're looking to build more of a backlog, right? Why not? That's what we're all here for as well. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Is there anything else so we're going to talk about? Sorry. So do I. So do you. All right. Well, let's get ourselves out of here. We are two hours, uh, folks. All right. Um, well, just as we're rounding out the show, big thanks to our amazing Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberg, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contrario, Metroid Hunter 101 and Solo Something. Hey, folks, if you haven't, do me a huge favor. Like, if you could, please, please, please head over to our YouTube channel, like, subscribe, ring the bell. So here's the thing. We've checked our analytics. For people that subscribe, only a small amount of you ever actually ring that bell bell because we put out daily videos. I kid you not. We have been putting out at least one video a day, sometimes two videos a day. Everything from Marty unboxing a Nerf uh, a box that Nerf sent us. He's he's been trying some Canadian treats. Jesse's got some headsets that he's on he's opening and unboxing. We've got some gameplays, we got some reviews, we got some first looks, we've got some unboxings. Sh go over to our YouTube channel, click like and subscribe as well. 
Uh, of course, we're on Twitch, which you should always be subscri- uh, following us on there as well. And thank you to the over 22 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities. So that's a fantastic thing as well. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, if you want to, uh, looking to get more, get in Manscaped, head over to manscaped.com and use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and get 20% off or head over to Gooder and use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and get 15% off amazing sunglasses and gaming glasses as well, which we all highly recommend. Hey, if you're looking for all things Nintendo Dads, head over to our website at www.nintendodads.org for our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes, links to our Patreon page, our merch shop, and all of that great content as well. If you're looking for places to find us, of course, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, just type in uh, Nintendo Dads in the search bar. Hey, and by the way, we will most likely pop up. If you have questions or want to uh, have your voice heard on the show, email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave us a voicemail at 929 and dads or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you hear throughout the show that Jesse occasionally plays and sometimes completely misses a bumper. Hey, if you're listening to us on one of your favorite podcast catchers, go over and give us a four or five star review. Helps to get all of our goodness in everybody else's ears. And that includes places like uh, CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and Amazon Music as well. For myself, for Jesse, for Tim, Be good, take care of one another. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American friends and take care, you hosers. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet, Wobble Buffet. Maple Syrup Mooses.